What Radio, the music you want. With your host, Steve Dan. You're the new stud, are you? <laughs> How do you mean? Stud. Hotshot, brain. What's up, party people? It's Keys Dan with RadioWhat.com, DJLittleRock.com, coming to you live in a living color from the Radio What Studios. And this is my podcast, What Makes You Famous. It's an extension of the internet radio station that I've been running for quite some time. And for DJ services, yeah, you know, DJLittleRock.com. Check availability, get a free price quote, and you can have me. Yes, yeah, I'll be at your party. I'll be at your event. I'll be at your wedding. I'll be at your corporate event. I'll be at your kid's party, your, your kid's birthday party. I'll, I'll entertain the kids while you guys, you know, st- stand around and, and converse and chit-chat. You can have some adult time. Yeah, I like all kinds of parties. Karaoke jam, video dance party. Ask me about it. Today on the program, before I get ahead of myself, John W. Canada the third. This guy my best friend for the longest time he's i've known him longer than many many people my oldest my dearest friend i've known him since high school uh, i was shoot probably the first day or, or even week of high school of ninth grade in fort lauderdale or in davie florida western high school class of 86 rules baby i know he was class of 85 he was one year ahead of me and uh we met on the bus so, and I know he's done a lot of things since then. We've we've grown apart geographically, maybe not in our hearts. Uh, I still love that man, John W. Canada the uh, Third. But he had, well, he had something growing up that kind of affected us both, and you'll hear about that on the podcast. And uh, he's done some things, some great things, and. Uh, You'll hear about that on the podcast. I'm kind of excited for you to hear all about John Canada, John W. Canada the Third, right here. <laughs> uh, this week's shows, if you're listening as the podcast comes out, let's see. Oh, I don't have any karaoke shows uh, other than, well, on Saturday, uh, July 27th, which is my brother's birthday. Happy birthday, Kenny. Uh, July 27th. I will be at the CosCon and the Cos Prom that is in uh, at the Little Rock Airport at, at the Holiday Inn. It's a uh, let's see during the day it's a CosCon which is a uh, a Comic Con of sorts but mostly geared towards cosplay. So you might want to check that out. And the theme is the greatest show. So you can come dressed like a clown if you don't feel like being dressed like a superhero or any kind of a, a of a carnival type person. But the theme is I'm, I'm kind of excited about that. That's over at the Holiday Inn Airport on Saturday. Let's see. I'm looking at the event page. It starts at 10 a.m. And I think it goes to about four or five in the afternoon. And then shortly after that, I'll take over. It'll switch from the CosCon over to the CosProm. Now, the CosCon was about cosplay, but the CosProm is also about cosplay, but it's cosplayers as if they were going to the prom. Now, they did this one time before uh, last year, and I was able to be involved in that. I was kind of excited about that in the first CosCon, and it came out so good. All these kids showed up, not just kids, people of all ages because cosplay is for everyone uh, cosplayers of all ages were at the coscon last year and they it was say spider-man with a bow tie or uh wonder woman wearing a nice evening gown so she had the stars and the and the lasso but she had an evening gown on so yeah there's some good some cool thoughts anime characters that were dressed up like they were going to go to prom. So cool. And I was glad to be a part of that. And I'm happy to be a part of it again this year. So come join me July 27th for the CosCon and the CosProm of Arkansas. The greatest show, 2019. That's Saturday at 10 a.m. Starts at 10 a.m. And it goes all the way till midnight. Ooh, that's a long day. You better get a nap. (laughs) It's over at the Holiday Inn Little Rock Airport. 
in Little Rock, Arkansas. So come check it out. All right. Let's get into it with uh, my bestest buddy, John William Canada III. Calling John William Canada III now. Johnny old bean, old boy, old pal of mine. What's happening, dude? Oh, you tell me, man. It's been a good long while since I've seen you. I'm so happy to have you on the podcast. What makes you famous, John Canada? Everybody, how was your day? Oh, my day was awesome. Awesome. You're throwing that word around. What does that mean? Yeah. What does that mean, John Canada? It means me. Awesome. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, awesome. If I look it up in the dictionary, big picture of you. You see me. Yeah. <laughs> Dig it. <laughs> you see me with no hair. Oh, okay. All right. Yes. I, I noticed that uh, the hair might be thinning. Is it not? No, no hair. Not thinning. Just no hair. Just completely not existent. That's right. And I like it that way. <laughs> bald, is, bald is beautiful. You know, when I met you, you had a full head of hair. Of course, yes, that was a long time ago. Time ago. Man, in a galaxy yeah, been, far, far away. Oh, my gosh. I've been shaving since probably 08. Oh, okay. All right. I mean, shaving the head, not the, yeah. the beard. Yeah. The head. <laughs> and, well, and keeping my face, face clean shaven. Yeah. Oh, he's a, he's a pretty boy. Uh, you know, my uh, grandmother always said pretty legs. Yeah. And I agree. Uh, and the legs have gotten prettier since you started running. Yes. And we're going to go through a few of that, the facets of you, John Canada, things that, that you right. want to divulge to the people. Tell everybody everything, mm -hmm. or at least what you, uh -huh. you want them to know. Um, right. Let, let's start before we even met, because we met at the beginning of high school. But previous mm -hmm. to that, you know, you had a some semblance of life uh, yeah. at an, uh, an early age. You you started out as a child, much like many people do. Mm. <laughs> where where mm -hmm. were you born, man? Yeah, I was born in Hialeah Hospital, that is. Hialeah. See, these are things I didn't know. I've known you since at least, well, it has to be 83, uh, 1983. Mm. Yeah. And uh, I had no idea you were born in Hialeah where my grandmother mm. lived, where my grandfather lived, where my mother lived. She even went to high school in the area. Uh, so, mm -hmm. yeah. How did how did you end up in Hialeah? Who was living there? Oh, my mom and dad were living there. I had no idea. See, this, I'm, I'm learning things about you. I thought I knew you pretty well. <laughs> so your mom and dad were living in Hialeah. What were they doing? Oh, they were working, I assume. They were freshly married for about a year and or where two. They, where did they meet? Do you know? At a dance, I believe. At a dance. Now, are they from Hialeah or are they from some other place? Uh, oh, well, my mother, God rest her soul, yes. was from Ohio, Cincinnati. You see, I had no idea that the crafty lady was from Cincinnati, Ohio. And mm -hmm. yes, I said I did say the, the crafty lady. But she's the only one. The rest of us are natives. Of Florida. Yeah. Okay. So, okay, how did she get here? Or how did she get to South Florida from Ohio? I don't, even, I don't even know that part. <laughs> so, so that part of her history is lost. It was, it was unimportant. I got you. I got you. And then uh dad, he, he your, your dad, uh John Canada Jr. See, you're John John Canada the turd, and I've always said mm -hmm. the turd because it's, mm -hmm. it's it's I I I number 3. I I I you were the the third uh run of the series, so so maybe a trilogy is what we can call your mm -hmm. your family. Can you go back right. further? What was John Canada 
the first, like, before they started senior? putting numbers a- after there. No, senior was pretty good. Okay. What kind of work did he do? Well, when I knew him, uh-huh. he was retired already. Ah, I got you. I got you. Do you remember w- what he did in his uh, that? in nope. his former life? <laughs> nope. Okay, so let's go with Dad. Uh, what I mean, I, I know a little bit about what your your father did. He kind of did some kind of government budget. work. Dad is the budget man. The budget man, good with numbers. The budget man. <laughs> the budget man for twenty six years at the county of Broward. So something that did, did any of that rub off on you, uh, numbers wise, or or working for the county? Uh, working for government did. <laughs> yep. But not working for the finance did not. Gotcha. All right, all right. Well, we're delving into a little bit of John Canada, uh, John W. Canada the third. If you want to look him up and find out more, uh, we're going to talk a little bit here on the podcast. What makes you famous, John? I know I, I I sprung it on you spur of the moment, like yesterday. I said, "Hey, you want to be on the podcast?" And you said, "Yeah, <laughs> yeah," and without even yeah. blinking, without even missing a beat. I know a chance to talk about me. A chance to talk about you. Well, tell more about you. All right. So uh, your dad, even before you were born, was was he always in the budget uh, of Broward? No. Okay. No. What did he, he was, start? He, he, he actually started off to be a CPA and decided that he didn't want to do that job. Okay. So he went into, uh, into government administration instead. So, but still, his uh, training as a CPA did help with the budget work, right? Uh, it's all yeah, it did. Very similar. Did. So that's mm-hmm. how he it got did. the gig. Oh, I get it. See, it's all coming together. And mm-hmm. then, okay, so they, your mom and dad, you think they met at a dance somehow? So way after high school? Um. Yeah, I think right around after high school. Okay, and then they uh, so they they fell in love, for, love at first sight. I'm guessing. Uh, I don't know. <laughs> and then somewhere along the line, you came along, Hialeah, man. Yeah. See, that's yeah, still blowing that was my mind. Great. I thought you were it from was, Fort Lauderdale. And, it was a great. It was a great three years, and then other children came. Nah. <laughs> <laughs> Well, so you you, you had a, a a kind of a an interesting first few years as as a child. Uh, what year were you born? Nineteen sixty seven. Nineteen sixty seven, uh, and that makes me what fifty two. Fifty two. Well, I'm fifty. I'm right behind you. I'll always be right behind you. <laughs> yep. Uh, but, yeah, that can be scary. <laughs> Uh, yes, that's, I'm, I'm your biggest stalker, I suppose. Yes, yeah, <laughs> that's okay. That's that's the kind of business I'm in now. Yes, all right, and the we'll stalking get, business, and we'll definitely get into that as well. So, 1967, you're born. Uh, things are going well. You're a perfect bouncing baby boy. What happens? What happens? Um, It gets discovered mm-hmm. that I am epileptic. And how how early was this uh, brought on? How early did oh, they find out about this? five? About five. And by this time, had had your siblings been born? Uh, one had. That that would be uh, little Kenneth. brother Kenny. Mm-hmm. Kenneth. Yes. Okay. And so. What? How did they they find out about your epilepsy then? Oh, well, I had a big old fit in the front yard. Okay, and this is distinguished from a regular five year old throwing a uh, a fit. Yeah, it was a it was a fall on the ground and throw your body around kind of fit huh. that I had no control over, and that I still remember happening. 
Yeah, at, even if well, at five years old, I think you might have some cognitive re- a memory because I, yep. I do remember when my little brother Kenneth was born, and I think I was three and a half years old. So I can imagine that you could remember what happened at five years old. So mm-hmm. in the front yard, and is this in Hialeah, or had you moved? No, to this, by then? this is in Hollywood by then. Hollywood, okay, at Hollywood, that point, Florida. You're we in Hollywood. All right, Hollywood, Florida, and you're out in the yard throwing a fit. And yep. what happened next? Uh, who who, next, who witnessed next, this? The next thing I know, we're going to the hospital. Hmm. And how did they how did they diagnose you? Uh, I'm sure they tested my. I'm sure they ran a whole number of tests in the early seventies. Right. And how did they think they think your epilepsy was brought on? At that point, I don't think they knew. Okay. Because I didn't know until, spoiler, had surgery. Right. What the cause was. Okay. So, since you've already spoiled it, what was it? It was just some rogue cells that were not developed correctly, and they just were always firing off. Huh. And, and you know, as children, you know, even though we were in high school, we were, we're children, uh, we always, or you always, I always remember you saying that it was, you, you got dropped on your head. Hmm. Was there, there, there any was truth couple, to that? There was, a couple, there was a couple times where I fell on my head or my neck. Right. So you suspected, you're theorized that maybe that, that might that have been was a part the of cause. Yeah, right. Which it turns out I was wrong. Huh. It was not the cause. Gotcha, gotcha. The cause was during development. All right. So it was uh, some kind of a, a, a defect of birth. Right. Okay. Well, there we go. <laughs> medical medical science can diagnose. So growing up with epilepsy, uh, you know, even from an, from an early age, how, how were they able to treat it? How were they able to take care of you, John? Well, it was, it was loaded up with drugs. Any kind of drugs to sedate the ongoing misfire of these cells that I didn't know were at fault. Okay. So, like, say, what kind of uh, of medicine was being prescribed for this? Do you know? Oh, uh, a laundry list. <laughs> well, from what I remember, oh my you, God. you I, said that, I that think you I've can... changed. I think I changed medicines like 12 times. Yeah, from what I understand, you, you remember, I remember you saying you, you could knock out an elephant with the stuff that you were taking. Easily. I was, at one point, at the highest, the highest point, Right. I was... At the max on all doses. Okay. Max, uh, well, do you remember any of the medicines that you were on? Uh, yeah, Keppra, Phenobarbital um, when I was little. Um, and, and what kind Kepico, of... Depocaine. What, what kind of side Hedrital. effects? Ooh, more. And what kind of side effects that the, these medicines? Uh, to me, yeah, I really didn't notice any. Okay, I mean, y- 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 when I met you, and you were already uh, clear into your teens uh, when I met you, you you seemed rather normal most of the time, uh, pretty energetic, yeah. always had. Wait, yeah. wait, you said most of the time. Yeah. Uh, what about the other times? The other times, you, you had little tweezers. As uh, ah, tweezers—that's the word I was looking for. Yes, as our friend Eric Musgrave. You mean like a salad? Like a like a salad. That is correct. Like a Caesar salad. Like a Caesar salad. In fact, uh, you may have had one while we were on a double date. Uh, maybe having some salad at a restaurant. Maybe. <laughs> but I remember it was yeah. so small. It was so petite. Uh, you were able to to keep the conversation going. I remember a, a time when you were playing pinball. And you were able to keep the ball rolling. You never lost the ball through the flippers. But I, I know that you 
you stopped your seizures. How did they manifest after all this medicine? Uh, the medicine, the, the body got used to medicine, so the seizures continued. Okay, and this is throughout your your life, and well, throughout my life, yes, into into twenty years of my marriage, yes, and. My children, until um, they were, I think, five or six. And how did that affect your marriage? Did it put did, any undue strain on it, or, or was it problematic in any way, or, or was it just fine? No, it was it was it was it was a a, a point of fear for the wife. Mm. How uh, so? Always afraid of what's going to happen when I drive or like this and like that. So you were able to drive. Oh, I was able to drive, and and now that I look back, I'm I'm quite sure that the number of accidents that I was in had something to do with it. Oh, so you, okay, so you had some accidents while you were driving. Oh yeah. Uh, from what age to what yeah. age? Yeah, oh, well, in my the first big one, we were first married, and broke my kneecap. Oh, accidents, uh, meaning, well. Car. With accidents. the car accidents, yes. Yeah. And you broke your kneecap. So yeah. when, how did that affect you uh, work-wise oh, and well, family-wise? And... Well, that was before the kids. Okay. So it wasn't It wasn't too bad of a, an effect. Oh, okay. So. Moving forward, um, how did uh, you overcome the the epilepsy? I know you you hinted at it a little oh, bit. Uh, well, uh, I mean you you had to, to well, go through a lot of suffering. Say it. Well, interestingly enough, mm-hmm. it all came out of a trip to North Carolina for a job, which I had anticipating being the next step in my law enforcement career. Mm. How wrong I was. Okay. The stress caused this weird, never seen before seizure. Ooh. How did that manifest? It was like, A frozen statue. And you just stopped for how long? A good two minutes. Who witnessed this? Uh, my wife. Mm. So, and, and that was immediately following a lot of stress in the job and a, a boss that was probably too young to be a boss. And you're saying you were in the law enforcement uh, somewhere? No, I was. I was I, at that time in in North Carolina. I was working in a law enforcement capacity for the Bank of America, like a security type thing. Yeah, somewhat. It was a protective service manager. Got you. So you you helped to stop losses at the bank. Well, no, actually, we we uh, we were uh, we investigated the crime of that of the crimes against the bank and the employees and the, and the customers. Well, that sounds like a pretty responsible job taking care of people's it money. It was kind of fun. Had it not been for the people that I worked with. Oh, well that does happen. Uh, people have to work well, with people that they don't like from see, time to time. But see, I'm convinced the good Lord sent me to this job. Yes. Knowing it was going to do what it was going to do. Because the whole point of going to North Carolina was to end the epilepsy. Yeah. So you found a, the good out of a bad. <laughs> so, yeah. So, so okay, in, after this. In a, yeah. After the seizure. Yes. The neurologist there quickly said, oh, above my pay grade. Ooh. And referred me up to an epileptologist. Okay. And that was also in North Carolina? Who then then did a battery of tests. Mm -hmm. 
involving and if you if you know which ones involving the seizures like i i spent from and that was in august in about no oh thanksgiving of 2012 right spent a week in the hospital um, for them to take away my medicine and give, make make all the seizures happen, so that they can determine where is this problem. Oh, happy Thanksgiving! No turkey for you. So, after that, I went through a number of other tests: psychological mm-hmm. tests, uh, a, a test which they call the water test, which is the coolest test in the world. Uh, uh, what was the name of it? WADA, W-A-D-A. Okay, and what is, is that an and acronym? That's an acronym, that's an acronym right. It's, yep. it's a medical acronym. Do you happen to anyway, know what, what it is? What, what happens okay. in this test is they shut off half your brain huh. and ask you around a bunch of questions. And then they shut off the other half huh. and ask the questions again. All while you are awake. Wow. That sounds pretty interesting. It was pretty cool. Yeah. And so what happened when when you had one half of the brain shut down? Well, so that test was to find out where, what operates what. Mm-hmm. In other words, where are my memories stored? Where are my cognitive abilities? Where are my motor skills? So I'm looking so here. Can, I, I have the WADA test, also known as the intercarotid uh, sodium anti uh, amobarbital procedure, establishes right. cerebral language and memory representation of each hemisphere. Okay, yep. so they do shut down. One half of your brain and figure things yeah, out. They do. Uh, yeah. So, how? What, what did they ask you questions while one half was? Shut oh down? yeah, that was that. That was the purpose. And, and shut half, shut one half off. Uh huh. And ask me a bunch of questions. Uh huh. And switch it. Yeah. And ask me the same question to see if I can if I answer the same way. And did you? I'm um, sure I did for most, but I'm sure. I did it for others, which is why they were able to pinpoint where the problem was. That's cool. So with a Q&A, using this water test, you were able to figure out where the problem was, or at least the physician was, was able to so, find right. it. And, so and, what, so then what, what happened? Yeah. They took all of that information and psychological tests that I had to take, which was like an eight-hour test, right? Uh, puzzles and questions, and just 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 gauge my psychological my my psychological health. And so by January of 2013, 13, yep, they had put all this information in front of a board to decide. Well. To, to determine what the next course of action was. Right. The next course of action was I could have had two, you know, I had two options. Mm-hmm. I could have had just one surgery or I could have had them put grafting material on my brain in one surgery and then go back again in the second. I chose, opt, I opted for only one surgery. Yeah, that sounds right. If you're going to cut me open, cut me once. Yep. And um, what ended up happening after the board had, after the board of doctors had to decide if I was even eligible to do this based on on the testing and the history. Right. And on February 20th, yeah. I had brain surgery. Yes. They took out a golf ball size of my right anterior temporal lobe. They took out my amygdala and one of my hippocampi. Okay. That sounds like a whole lot of brain, man. 
So they took all of that out. Mm-hmm. And I was out of work until probably April of that year. So that quick. Wait a minute. It, you're selling, telling me in two months you were rehabilitated enough to get in the matter of in the matter of about six months. Yes. I went from the seizure yes. to surgery. Yes. Unheard of. Normally takes a year longer. Right. So you were a, an absolutely perfect candidate for this. It was just it just went quick. Yes. Bing 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 bing, and there it was. Now, what was the advantage? So, by that was uh, this whole time. Yeah. I was fatter than the hog. Okay. So after I was healing, mm-hmm. I decided. I need to drop some weight. Yeah. How'd you do that? Locked the weight. How did you do that? John I was Canada? Still, we were still in North Carolina. I was still out of work, but I was able to walk the girls to the bus stop and then go walk after they got picked up from the bus. Yeah. Which got me to walking about, it started off at three miles a day and then it got to four and five and six and ten where I would just walk and walk and walk and walk and walk. So in about eight months, about wait, in about three months. Yes. Cutting back the food, cutting out the soda, cutting out the, all the other crap. I dropped 70 pounds. Yeah. Get it. But that wasn't enough. Okay. Because walking got boring. Yes. Yes. You're saying, so, were you walking in different so, places? Were you walking? Any- so, yeah, I was walking from our house to things were pretty, pretty close within two miles, or two or three miles. I go to, I could go to the mall or to the, to the, to the plaza. Walking by yourself or you have some family yeah. with you? No, by myself. By yourself. Got it. So, um, and Chris was, Chris was still working at this point. She was still working and or she was working well. So I was dropping the girls off at the bus stop and going for my walks. Okay. So by August, we came back here to Florida for a visit and I had dropped all the weight. Yeah. Get it. And this and is then, all from walking and, and eating less. That's it. Or eating right, I guess. That's it. Who, who taught you and how that, to do this? And, or and, she and, and I got to tell you, yeah, that only works once. Okay. Because once your body's used to it, you can't go back and do that same thing again and get the same results. It doesn't work. Okay. Tried I've tried it since then. It doesn't work. You have to step up the game because your body is already at this, already at that level of fitness. So you can't go back to that to have the same thing happen again. Right. Well, that's so, a, that's quite a tip right so, there. So, so no, so already knowing and, and already getting bored with the walking, I just said, "Oh, let's see what running is like." <laughs> and you know me. Did I ever do any running ever? Not really. And we were both pretty sedentary people uh, as we were growing yeah. up. Yep. So started with and that was in April uh, that was in August I decided to do that so by November mm-hmm. I entered the turkey trot and what's the turkey trot the turkey trot was a four mile run four miles I worked up to that so prior to that I had done a 5K, which is 3.1 miles. Uh-huh. And I was well on my way running. I was running pretty much every day. Yeah. Every day. By March of that following year, I had to run a half marathon. This is 2014. 14. Yes. A half marathon. Yes. And this is way more than four miles. Half marathons, what, 13, 13 and a half? 13.1. Yeah. And you've, so 
That's it. You took off running. That's it. And never stopped? Yeah, well, I had to stop to the end. (laughs) So you didn't Forrest Gump it where you ran across country? Nope. (laughs) Man, see, and running was was a turning point for you, too. Um, It seems like you've become a master of running, uh, somewhat of an expert, if you will. So funny, funny story. Yes. I was picking my girls up one day, and I had talked to somebody that I'd seen that had a running shirt on. You know, she said to me, I said, I wonder if I could do a full marathon. Yeah. She she was like, well, you did half. Your body will remember how to do it. So that summer, I trained, and that November, I ran a full 26.2 miles. November. Of 14. In Fort Lauderdale. And no. Where? Most of this running occurred in North Carolina. North Carolina. Hills? In, 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 in I might add, oh, yeah, it's pretty hilly some, in some spots. Mm-hmm. In sometimes 20-degree weather. Yeah, November in North Carolina. Could be yeah. snowing. Yeah, no, not snowing that day, but it was cold. It was cold. But I was good. Did you take a warm jacket? As long as you move, you're warm. <laughs> well, I suspect, but man, you had to be moving. As long as you're moving, you're warm. Okay, so North Carolina, you're running. This is your new endeavor, but you were able to get back to work. Uh, what kind of work yeah, did you end I, up doing in April? Oh, well, mm-hmm. uh, the work front did not continue to happen in North Carolina. Okay. It had us returning to Florida. I was the good Lord saying, yeah, we're done here. Go back to Florida. <laughs> I guess that does happen. So uh, this is April of 2013. Wait. No, well, no, this is we're in November of 2014. Okay, but you were able to get back to work April, April of 2013, though, right? I was able to get until February of 14 when they decided they were just going to lay us all off. Gotcha. Okay. So that was a big turning point. But at this point, you were already running, and you had that going for you. You've torn off all the weight, which is great, and you're eating right. How's the family at this point? Uh, How many people in the family? There's four, and now, at that point, we're back with my parents. Okay, so you had four people in your family at that point. Four plus my parents. Now, okay, do you, do you want to talk about the kids or how they came about or or where do you want to go? Well, they came about before we left Australia. We fostered and adopted them. Yeah. From infancy. And they were from North Carolina? No, that where- was all in Florida. Where was that? That was all in Florida before we went to North Carolina. Before you went to North Carolina. Okay. Mm-hmm. So why did you have to, uh, uh, why did you end up fostering and adopting and, and such? Oh, because we couldn't get pregnant. It was year 15 and no children. Huh. So we had 15 years of no children. Yeah. And But you wanted children. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So you fostered and adopted. ended up adopting. Mm-hmm. That's great. That's great. Where did these kids come from? Were they, were they, how did they come to be in your they, care? Well, they were taken away from their birth mother. Oh. So you saved them? Yes. That's cool. John Canada. Um, Excellent. We, you and the wife. We, Excellent. We saved them. That's beautiful, man. That's beautiful. So you took them. Of course, you're taking them wherever you go because they're part of your life now. <laughs> they're part of you, <laughs> uh-huh. part of the family. So you take them to North Carolina. How how are they flourishing in North Carolina? Oh, they were doing pretty good. Good, good. And and the wife was having fun in her job or no no joy? 
Oh, no, Joe, that was just a train. The, the, the job situation there was just a train wreck. Okay. So North Carolina is not the not the right fit for you. Yeah, no. Good. It, 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 I'm convinced it was for one purpose only. Just to find, yeah, fix the brain. You did it. Congratulations on that front. And thanks to the doctors that in North Carolina that helped you. Yep. So so uh, when we returned back home, I was still jobless. Right. Until about May of Yeah, starting all over again in your 40s. No, uh, actually late 40s. Right. In your late like 40s, you're starting 40s, all over again, man. How, right. how difficult is that? Or well, how I easy went, was it? I went back to what I left, which was the sheriff's office. And they accepted you with open arms? Yep. Excellent. You had left a good impression uh, when you of left course. to go to North Carolina yep. and try your hand yep. at what was up there. That didn't yep. pan out. You come back. Back to the sheriff's office. Excellent, man. Yep. So, w- what kind of work did you end up doing with the sheriffs? Uh, to just just to start, I had to work midnight in the jail. Ah, <laughs> midnight in the jail. That sounds like a like a horror novel, or, or a, yeah, it can be. <laughs> but uh, you know, you're helping people, so helping people I rehabilitate that, I that for a year and four months. Okay, and then. Got back to where I left, which was crime analysis. And what made you interested in that? Um, I don't know. I'm pretty intuitive about stats and puzzles, and yeah. I wonder who did this and how they did it. Kind of intrigued. So, detective novels, uh, movies? No, just. Curiosity and the wanting to catch the bad guy. <laughs> All right, looking for without, the uh, looking for without the, being uh, the spy at the airport. Yeah, exactly the spy because you know there's a spy at the airport. Yeah, Your there job, is. Find him. <laughs> That's a little little uh, Carlin for you, George Carlin. Yeah, uh, one mm-hmm. of our our heroes growing up. Uh, the mm-hmm. other hero, well. <laughs> Well, we won't mention the other hero because he has since disappointed this. <laughs> Why? The, Why? The vast majority of the world. Why? Now, I've heard in other in other podcasts, other other instances, other places that you're allowed to like the people until they get caught. So everything yeah. that they did until they get caught, you're allowed to still it's like good. that. <laughs> yeah. Well, we do still like that because as this podcast needs is the connection between you and I. That's correct. What brought us together? Oh, yes. my God. What did? Do you remember? Yes. Uh, on the, on the bus, heading for high Bill. school, probably day one uh, of high it school. It was Bill. I'm, I'm in ninth grade. You're in tenth grade. You're up in, uh, in the seat ahead of me talking to the aforementioned Eric Musgrave. And mm-hmm. you're, you're mentioning some of the greatest bits ever known by... I'll say it. You didn't mention it, but I did. Bill Cosby. Bill, Bill Cosby. He. It, it, I think it was right. Was it? Was it right? Yeah, right. Yeah, Bill right. Cosby is a very funny fellow. Right. And these are excerpts from that album that you were reciting to your friend, or going back and forth. And I knew that album. I had that album. Mm-hmm. I owned that album. I overplayed that album. Mm-hmm. So that is what brought us together initially, Bill Cosby. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. So then, I, you know, I brought my albums over. We played them at your place and just enjoyed ourselves, man. Yeah, man. And this is what? This was 82 or 83. I can't even remember. remember. What was it? It was good times. Was it 82 or 83? 1982 or? Um... Man, what it had man? to be 82, I was in 10. Right, so 1982, and the, the school year of 82 to 83 in Western High School, Fort Lauderdale, Florida. 
at least Davie, Florida. Davie, Florida, unincorporated Broward is where we lived. Uh, the, I think the address stayed at, at Fort Lauderdale yeah, at the it's time. Not it's not incorporated anymore. That is correct. That is correct. So moving on to the history of you, John Canada, what uh, what has come about, man? From from all oh, this well, running and and so I, I just so well, before I started working, I came back and wrote a book. You did. You wrote a book. I've heard of that. I wrote a book about my trip to North Carolina and the running to the new beginning. Yes. And that's the title of the book, Running to a New Beginning, My Brain Rewired. Yes. And this is all about you in North Carolina. Mm-hmm. And how did that come about, writing a book, man? A lot of people think about writing books, but you actually did it. It was just something I was, I was actually quite therapeutic. Yeah. Well, Let's I, call it that. Yeah. How did you learn how to write a book? How did you even know? I just started writing. And interestingly enough, it was, again, something else I never did before that was probably there the whole time. So you weren't the the best English student writing essays all the time? I just wasn't a writer. So after writing that book and publishing it and e-publishing it. Right. Spinning forward as I'm doing crime analysis in several districts. Sure. And now in the secret squirrel world. Secret squirrel? <laughs> the, I went back to school to get my master's degree. What? You went back to school? And, yeah, and again, I went back to school later. 20 years after the last time I was in school. Yeah. That's amazing. It's never too late. And uh, it's all about the writing in this, in this, in this venture. And it, come to find out, I'm pretty damn good at it. At the writing? Or at the yeah. secret squirrel? At the writing. Oh, okay. Well, both. Well, both. Yeah. So are you writing more? Oh, I, every semester, I, I think I, in every week, I think I write at least two papers, about 1,500 words or more per paper. What about? Oh, about law enforcement and about intelligence. That's cool. The art of intelligence. So, are you going to publish another book? Oh, I don't know. We'll have to see what, what, what arises after I secure the degree. Yeah. So, okay, what what are you going to school for? Law enforcement intelligence. That is it's so cool. Of, so what had you gone to school before for? Because I know, I know we went to, well, some college. Criminal justice. Criminal justice. Criminal justice. Now, you did this uh, not only in Broward College, but you went to uh, Florida State too, right? No, I'm going to Florida State now. Going okay, and then Florida Atlantic. Florida Atlantic first. Florida Atlantic University is where you went before. So you're at Florida State now. Yeah. Is that something you're doing online? I'm guessing it is because Florida it's State's totally kind of far right. away. What is it? It's 100 percent online. That is so good. See, you know this internet thing. It's going to catch on. People are doing lots of good things on the internet. It's not just for yeah. for uh, dumping on people on social media. It's also for learning things, for filling your brain, yeah. your newly rewired, crafted brain with knowledge, yeah. man. So seizure-free, completely. Completely. No seizures ever. And no more medicine. It's no over. more like medicine. No more medicine at all. That is crazy. Zero. Wow. And, and how has it affected you, uh, uh, brain-wise? I mean, has it affected your memory, or well, are you able well, to? I think, well, no, I didn't lose one lick of memory. Right. How... And I think that um, my intelligence is better now. 
Yeah. Personality? Any changes? I mean, that you wouldn't notice maybe, but the wife, has she noticed anything? Um, Family? A little more... Structured. Yeah. Analytical, if you will. Goal-oriented. A little less about the feelings of things. That comes with the... uh, removal of the amygdala. Yeah. See, the amygdala what is covers flight or fight response. Say again? The amygdala is responsible, amongst other things, for the flight or fight response. Okay. So how does that affect so you with a little more, a, a little more fearless now. <laughs> than before <laughs> he's a man without fear <laughs> he he is the daredevil i thought you were the tasmanian devil before yeah that's me now you're the daredevil yeah and it's, that's still everywhere and on everything even my arm oh so you yeah you still have all the oh did, did you do you tattoo a, a tasmanian devil oh one? yeah you did oh, yeah. That, that was always your your spirit animal Growing, growing up was the Tasmanian devil. I did. Yeah. Tattooed him on. That's great, John Canada. Learning more about you, man. See, I learned more about you with your first sentence, or pretty much, <laughs> where were you born? I didn't know <laughs> that you were from oh Hialeah, man. But That's you never great. Asked. Uh, no, <laughs> I, I never. I, I always well, pretty presumptuous of me that you were from Fort Lauderdale. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and uh, so secret squirrel. How much can you divulge about that? Oh, it's just all about on the down low investigations. Investigations, okay. You man, that's good. You're, you're helping to catch bad guys. Mm-hmm. Keep the city st- safe. So, is this? Yeah. It's still law enforcement, correct? Yeah. Does it involve you going out into the streets? Are you a, 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 a beat no. cop of sorts, or do you have no, to carry a weapon? It's, it's No, it's like I said in the beginning about being a stalker. Ah. I, I operate with, with different, different databases and platforms that enables me, able, enable me to dig up information on anybody. Ah, a little creepy line, stalkerish. <laughs> well, that that sounds kind of fun. That's a man. good movie. <laughs> what was Did you want to see a good movie? Was it the creepy line? The thin line. The creepy line. The, no, I've never seen the creepy line. Tell me about that. You, I, I can't, I can't tell you about it. Don't ruin it. You got to just see it. It will <laughs> blow your mind. <laughs> I'll be looking for the creepy line. <laughs> well, cool, John Canada. Things going relatively well for you right now, then? Yeah. So where yeah, where do you I'm go in, from I'm here? In, I'm in the division I want to be in. I'm doing the school I want to do. Excellent, man. I'm glad you made it back to where you need to be. Uh, the mm-hmm. creepy line. The creepy line is a 2018 American documentary. The influence of Google and Facebook have on public opinion and the power the companies have that is not regulated or controlled by national government legislation. Ugh. It's kind of a new movie. Uh, yeah, you got to see it, though. Ah, I do have to see it. It will blow your mind. It's about <laughs> an hour and 15 minutes long. But... And it's available on Prime Video, which I have. So, yeah. I don't think you'll be surprised. Right. Per se. But some of the things that are mentioned will surprise you. Okay. And disappoint you. Uh, All right. Uh, Okay. So, where do we go from here, John Canada? It's been... Way too long since we've seen each other, that's for sure. Yeah, yeah that's got to stop, man, really. I mean, I'm, I'm stuck all the way here in Conway, Arkansas. I say stuck, but not stuck. Living, having a good life, 
Uh, but uh, mm-hmm. tearing myself away is is difficult at best. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but uh, we'll get down there. We'll get down there eventually. It's ha- it's going to happen. John Canada, you're running. You you wrote a book about running. You had epilepsy. You don't have epilepsy. You got the surgery. Tell okay. You said you could have had two surgeries or one surgery to to uh, fix the epilepsy. Would it been advantageous for the two surgeries or no, what, I, what were they recommending? Because the it was the first surgery was to implant um, a device that was admitted pulses to counteract the other, and I was like not having any part of that. Okay, all right. So we're all oh, eventually going to have free. chips put in our head anyway. You were just going to get right. yours early. Yeah. <laughs> it's a creepy line, man. Oh, my gosh. You just don't know. <laughs> all right, so uh, tell me tell me more about you. What's going on with with, with your life? I, I'm looking at your Facebook page, and I'm, I'm currently stalking you, and I, I'm seeing you. Uh, you posted something about your aura. Are you into that now, or is that something that you were just having fun with? I was just having fun. Okay. Uh, spiritually, re- uh, religiously, how you feeling? I'm good. I'm yeah? connecting. I'm like, hey, you know? Where you at gotta, with that, that yeah, whole thing? Whatever the plan is, he'll figure it out. He'll make he'll reveal it to me as I go, as I go through my life. Yeah. All I can do is... Use the skills I was given. Good deal. And develop the skills that I didn't know were there. Yeah. So you're currently doing that online. How often do you have to get online to get your degree oh, I fixed? Get, I get on a couple times a week, and then I get on on the weekend to write my papers. So at your own leisure, you could have this degree. Yeah. That's amazing. Florida State University. You'll be able to hang that diploma on the wall. Yes, sir. That is so good. And where do you take your tests? I'll I'll probably be able to use it to get into the feds, too. Yes. And that was the goal the whole time, wasn't it? Yeah. And and in what capacity? Well, to FBI, which I had got, I had almost gotten into in 2008. Sure. But see, the good Lord was like, yeah, no, not now. Right. I need you to be frustrated enough to take this job in North Carolina because I need you to go there because I need you to get stressed out so I can make sure the surgery happens. <laughs> you got a path that you're on, man, and I appreciate it. <laughs> So, man, I've already put that creepy line on my watch list. Uh, it seems like it's something I need to see. Uh, mm-hmm. The running, still running? Yeah. Uh, every day? On fire. What's that? On fire. On? Fire. On fire. Every day yeah. you're running. On fire. Yeah. On fire. I'm not sure what that means, John Canada. Dude, I'm on fire. <laughs> I hope not In literally. Literally. On fire. <laughs> I hope not literally. <laughs> I hope that's figurative, my man. Uh yeah. All right. Good. John Canada. So how do they get a hold of this book that you wrote? Oh, you can go online. Pretty much any outlet that has media will have it. Okay. What's the best way for you? Oh, Kindle is good. Um, you can go to lulu.com. You can go to Create Space. Well, actually, Create Space is now part of Kindle. Okay. So, so Amazon then? Amazon's good. Amazon will work. That's. And all you really have to do is Google it, and it's there. Google Google the title or John Canada III. Yeah, you'll get a list. You'll get a list of options. Look up "Running to a New Beginning." My brain rewired. 
uh, by John Canada the Third. That's it. Excellent, man. I'm so happy to talk to you, man. I'm I'm glad you could share share your story a little bit about your story yeah. and what you went through going. I mean, epilepsy your whole life, and I mean you were able to still get married and drive a car and and do a lot of normal things that you know quote unquote normal things that people yep. do. Uh, lived your life uh, even with this uh, with epilepsy. But on a lot of a lot of different drugs, a lot of different medication that you had to be on, so yep. that part you could have done without. Mm-hmm. But I'm glad you got it all cleared up. But it's all the day, it's all the journey, man. It's just a journey. Yeah, and you're running to that journey. You started by walking, <laughs> walking to the journey, and you ended up running, and you're still yep. running, man. That's excellent. And, and you're, man, I'm so glad that you're back in school. Uh, that is that's great too never stop learning and that that's why i created this podcast man it's just to learn from people and i'm learning from you man uh my best friend uh, my oldest dearest friend in the whole wide world what's that keep on swimming keep on swimming yeah that's one of the things i did in high school i swam keep on swimming I, I guess I, I wasn't that sedentary. I, I did do some swimming. Oh, no. You fought fires, too, at one point. But yeah, yeah. Uh, but that was a little bit later. <laughs> and that was a little scary after the uh, apartment. Yeah. Crack. I think that's what got me into the fire department was when I burned my apartment down <laughs> in, Fort, apartment in Fort Lauderdale <laughs> or Davie. Yeah. Yeah, and you got to come see it. That area is much different now. They knocked those apartments down or what? I think those apartments are not there anymore. Uh, Waterside Circle, I think was what it, what it was. <laughs> in, uh, it off of Weston, somewhere around there in that yeah. area. Yeah, well, Weston is very different and very grown up. Oh, my gosh, you should see it. Yeah, <laughs> you know, I always want, every time I get get back there, I would check out my old house and your old house and find out, you know, things. But it's been a long time since I've been there. I need to get back down to South Florida, South FLA. See my man, John William Canada the Third, not the Turd, the Third. Yeah, man. He's in a long line of John Canadas. The, he was the tri- the last in the trilogy. Yeah. <laughs> so, man, so good to talk to you, uh, and uh, hey. thank you for taking up taking some time to to be on the podcast. Yep. Anything yeah, else you man. want to tell the people? Just buy the book. It's awesome. It's uplifting. <laughs> yeah. Get that running it, book. It, it, it's it's overcoming adversity. Well, I'll put the links on the on the bottom of the uh, podcast notes and let the people mm-hmm. know how to get a hold of the books. And do you want them to get a hold of you on, on your Facebook? Hey, let them get a hold of me on my Facebook. Yeah. The Taz Devil. 8888. Or is 3-8. I, I will... Enlighten them. Three eights. Three eights. Yeah, you can you can use that's the Taz That's my Facebook. That's your Facebook. Yeah. <laughs> All right, my man, John Canada. Any yeah. last last words for the people? Just uh, keep on moving forward, people. Yeah, you can you can use that's the Taz That's my Facebook. That's your Facebook. Yeah. <laughs> All right, my man, John Canada. Any yeah. last last words for the people? Just uh, keep on moving forward, people. There you have it, party people. John William Canada the Third. John W. Canada the Third. The Third in the trilogy. <laughs> he is. Uh, he is amazing, man. I, I know. I caught him. Uh, this uh, podcast was. I guess it's eight thirty in the p.m. His time. So, you know, he he probably had a long day, but the man took the time to do a nice little show with me, a little podcast, and talked about his running and his book and his epilepsy. Man, that epilepsy, it it was interesting growing up with John Canada. Uh, you know, we went on a lot of uh, a lot of outings, a lot of double dates. Uh, we didn't even talk about. Uh, the motorcycles and the the ATCs. He was never allowed to be on the back of a motorcycle or an ATV. Uh, not not that his parents know know of. 
yeah. Uh, shall I admit? Well, I, I, I will not admit. <laughs> I will not admit guilt. But uh, we had some good times, man. John Canada, I look forward to seeing you again, my man. And I, I hope everything goes well and ever forward. So happy you're in school again, man. Doing what you want to do. Criminal justice. Uh, you know, taking care of, of the people and, and defeating bad guys. You're a hero, man. <laughs> you know? John Canada. All right, my man. Thank you once again for being on the show. If you want to tell your story, I encourage you to give me a call at 501-470-6386 or email info at radiowhat.com. That's it for this edition of What Makes You Famous, the podcast. It's Keys Dan, radiowhat.com, djlittlerock.com. Peace. I'm out of here. Radio What, the music you want. Hey, guys, this is Shelly G with a fast fact. The yalkarine, a musical wind instrument, is also known as the sweet potato. Do you have a fast fact? Share it with us at Interactive Radio, RadioWhat.com. Follow Keys Dan on Facebook and Twitter. Click on the links at the top of KeysDan.com. Follow Radio What on Facebook and Twitter. Click on the links at the top of RadioWhat.com. The music you want is on. Radio